It's gorgeous out. Let's pop some dots. This is the Updog Podcast, a blend of upland and waterfowl hunting. Tune in as your hosts, Tyler Beaton, Jeff Ludicky, Matt Jeske, chat about training dogs and share their bird hunting stories, tactics, and strategies. Welcome to the Up Duck Podcast, where, if this is your first time listening, we like to describe this podcast as the intersection of waterfowl and upland hunting. Of course, we talk a lot about dogs, too, because when you do those two activities, you're going to probably have dogs involved at some point in time. Uh, if you are back for another episode, uh, thank you. Uh, with that said, let's do some intros. So my name is Tyler Meaden. I am one of your hosts, and I am joined by my esteemed co-host, the Mississippi Riverboat Gambler himself, Matt Jeske, and the rooster assassin, Jeff Ludicky. What's going oh, on tonight, go. fellas? <laughs> That's, that was good. I didn't see that. That's coming. quite the intro. Did you like that one? The rooster yeah. assassin <laughs> and the Mississippi what riverboat gambler? Yeah. That was I like good. It. I like that was it. Good. That was great. Hey, right. I had to spice spice it up a little bit. You did, so. and you killed it. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. First, let's let's talk about those nicknames. How are we feeling about those? Good, bad, accurate, not accurate. I didn't see it coming, so you definitely caught us off guard. That, I mean, that's pretty fitting for you, though, right, man? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You got a boat. Good. You live in the I Mississippi. Do. Yeah. You gam- Are you a gambling man? I, I'm not. There's uh, two casinos here, but I really don't don't venture down there. Okay. The casinos used to be only on the water, too. Yeah. So I know my, my dad was a gambler. We you know, we used to head down to the the boat, as it was called, yeah. right? So, um pretty pretty funny i thought it was, it was fitting though i don't know jeff though what do you what do you think of yours i don't know about rooster assassin did you do i figured you'd like it better than vegan duck hunter so yeah it's definitely better than that one <laughs> we'll go with the rooster assassin yeah okay. let's let's stick with that okay all right we'll stick with that if we come up with anything else though we can we can insert that into the yeah. intros for future episodes so um okay what are we drinking tonight boys I have a Three Sheeps Pills. It is from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Staying local again tonight. You are. Well, I'm not. I'm drinking a Maui Brewing um, Bikini Blonde. So after our trip, I tried to find it, and I found it at in uh, Rockford. They have it. Uh, so I was pretty happy about that. Ooh, is that what you part- partook in? While you were in Hawaii? Certainly one of them, yes. Okay, okay. all right. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm just drinking water today. So that's just probably going to be the, probably going to be the constant after, <laughs> after the pilot episode disaster that was. So, um, and on that note, I think, I think tonight, gents, we are kicking off our gear series and we are talking about all things, waterfall gear, basically what we have, what our experiences have been, maybe what we're looking to add, as we head into uh, this uh, this coming hunting season here. So, um, yeah, I won't have a lot to say. Um, my gear list is rather short, but that's okay. Uh, you guys are you guys are the the gear experts here. <clears throat> With that said, though, what where do we want to start? Uh, you want to start with apparel? Sure. What do, what are we wearing? Hmm. Matt, Tyler, do you want to go first? You want me to go? <laughs> yeah. What am I wearing? I'm wearing anything, anything I own that's camel. Probably something that I have. Probably some bow hunting stuff. Um, okay. You know, that's I'm I'm depending upon you, Jeff, to have a high quality blind that I hide underneath. That's pretty much. That's it. that's fair. <laughs> that's, and you do have a pair of waders, though, right? I do. I have Let's a pair. Tell of, us about your waders. I have a a. A uh, set of neoprene waders. They are frog togs. I think they sat in the box in my basement for about five years. I originally purchased them because I grew up in the south, in the southwestern portion of Wisconsin, which is part of what's known as the Driftless area. And I did a lot of trout fishing growing up. That is a long lost passion of mine because it has been five years since I've gone trout fishing. Uh, I think I have not gone since I purchased those waders. However. Uh, they, they, they work well for, uh, getting on the boat and jumping out and slugging through mud. 
As long as they don't leak, that's all that that's matters, right? right? They, I, they've only been worn twice, and they have not leaked yet, so that okay. is a good thing. All right. We'll see yeah. if they get through the season. I know, right? It depends. It de- well, okay. It depends how much you take me out. How's that? Okay. That's fair. Okay. Here you go. Sure. Jeff, what, right. what are you... Uh, What's what are what are you wearing? I kind of have a mixture of a lot of different brands for waterfall. I haven't really gotten into a particular brand that I've become really loyal to. Um, I guess I wish I wasn't so frugal and I would just buy a bunch of Sitka gear and just ride that. But we all know how expensive that is, um, and I I think I'd probably be a little too nervous to wear it because I tend to abuse my gear. Um, I mean, in ag fields, it's a little different. Like it's a little easier to keep your stuff nice, but when you're out in the water trudging through the marsh, you know, it's, you can, you can trash your gear pretty quick. So that's a big investment to, uh, to treat it that way. Um, but for waders, I, I just last year before the season started, I got a pair of the breathable waders and that was Mm -hmm. a huge game changer. I had primarily just used neoprene waders forever you know just the cheap ones that you get at fleet farm or whatever it may be but the breathable ones i got a pair from rogers um i think they're they're like the tough man or something like that three in one breathable waders Mm -hmm. and they're they're so nice i mean it it doesn't feel like you're wearing waders at all i remember the first time i went in the water it it felt like i shouldn't be going into the water like i had a pair of like track pants on or something like that yeah um they're just super comfortable they have a liner that you can pull out of them. So, you know, if you're doing a teal hunt early in the season or whatever it may be, um, you can take that liner out and they're, they're nice and cool too. So that's, <clears throat> that's a plus as well. Well, okay. I, I'm, what did they run you? Did you get them on sale? Uh, yeah, I got them on sale. I think it was probably, it must've been in the spring. I think I had got them on Roger's website. I think they were, 200 bucks or something like that i don't even know what they run right now but it was pretty reasonably priced and they lasted me all season and i love them so far my dad bought a pair i have a couple of buddies that have the same pair um they we all like them so Uh, my thought is 200 dollars is not bad since i think i paid 125 for my you know solid forest green neoprene frog yeah. frog waders. <laughs> i mean another yeah. 75 dollars, and you can make quite the jump in quality <laughs> and <Yeah>. functionality <laughs> noted yeah <laughs> yeah the breathable waders are definitely the way to go if you ask me um but other than that i have a handful of like drake gear i know you can get good closeouts on drake's website too for like jackets yeah. and vests and you know liners and those types of things so if you go out and you can, if you can get on their site fast enough to find the size that you want, you can usually uh-huh. get a pretty good deal on, on Drake stuff too. So, sure. yeah, Matt, do you, you rock breathable waders as well? I do. I actually have two pairs of waders in the basement. I have a neoprene uh, Cabela's pair that was the replacement to my first ever pair of neoprene waders or first pair of waders ever. And I thought I'd use them a ton. And then, uh, Ever since I got the breathable ones, I just layer up and don't even wear the neoprene ones because I can move so much faster. Like walk-in spots, you're not all gross and sweaty by the time you walk in. Like it just makes a total difference. And then sitting in the boat now with a heater and stuff, I don't need to wear thick, uncomfortable neoprene waders like the five bell stuff. So I've got the Cabela's, I don't know, whatever ones were on sale, the cheaper uh, breathables. I think I've got three or four patches of like flex tape glue on it. You know up and down some seams that have leaked or that i've ripped on like wires and stuff so they're pretty solid i'd i'd buy another pair honestly if, if i nice. needed it yeah <laughs> and tyler yeah. i know you said you have frog togs i i've actually heard that and maybe i shouldn't be saying this but i've heard that the rogers waders are actually frog tog brand hmm. interesting yeah i believe that i believe that's yeah. i've heard that maybe it's like one of those like widespread rumors that i'm yeah, well, it's kind of like what is the the vodka at Costco is technically reduced or something yeah. like that, right? It's kind of the same deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> manufactured in the same place. There was yeah. white labeling. Yeah. Sorry, frog togs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Secrets out. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, okay. Um, your Cabela's waiters, Matt. What did yeah. what did those run you? There's no way I paid over 150 dollars for them on sale. Like the first time I bought them. How many years did you say you had them? I probably had them like three seasons, maybe four. Okay, that's 
they've gone up in price. They've they've gone up in price a little bit. Um, I think they're like 200 or 220, like normal price now, but you can still get them down. I just, I haven't needed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tyler, if you you decide to upgrade, definitely go with the breathable waiters for sure. Yeah, you're on a little lackluster here on my my waiter game. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's a game changer. All right, what about what about camel mat? Um, I used to wear quite a few. I had a lot of Drake gear um, in the past. Um, I still have the jackets in my basement and stuff, but I, I do have mostly Sitka gear stuff now. Um, I didn't used to be a Sitka guy, and then I ended up buying some stuff. I was a big Facebook uh, Sitka buy, sell, trade type type searcher there for a while, and that's how I got my first vest and some other stuff. And once you try that on and use it and uh, yeah, end up inevitably using a war or something for them to fix something that kind of pays off so yeah, i can see the not believe me i used to be that person so i, I understand you i mean you don't have to be shy about it you should be yeah proud. No, you're, you're I, proud about I love it, it. I, honestly i even even my winter jacket i bought a sicko like black you know like solid color jacket and it's the best jacket best winter jacket i've ever owned so it's it's pretty nice Okay. All right. Uh, did you buy that one new, or is that also on the? We that was that on one. Was new. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. So you're what? What I'm hearing here, Jeff, is once once you go Sitka, you never go back. I don't know. That's what it sounds like for Matt's. Start, <laughs> Matt's start small. Get like a vest or something. I, that's what I did. I, I wore a vest. I want to do it <laughs> under uh, I don't know some base layer stuff, and then it was kind of got out of hand after that. Okay. Well, I mean, you, you you just primarily waterfall hunt though too, right? Yeah. With me yeah. and Tyler, we have deer hunting stuff. Oh, I possibly could turkey I could hunting stuff, duck hunting sets. stuff. Yeah, could do it. No. So we have to consolidate a little bit and try to be a little yeah. cross-functional with our gear as much as yeah. we can. Yeah, because yeah. I get I definitely can just wear my you know jacket pheasant hunting or something or my base layers. You know, it's pretty crossover but i'm not uh taking my marsh optifade into a like a deer stand or something so right. understand uh okay i i okay i do own a piece of sitka gear actually it was gifted to me it's like a it's like a quarter zip pullover with the like the hood the functional hood and like the um yeah uh, thumb holes the thumb holes yeah it's very very nice yeah i got one of those stairs yeah, very very nice. I, I got three I, of those. What what camo pattern do you want? No, I only got one. I only have one. I <laughs> okay. Are you gonna sell your 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 Drake stuff? Your Drake camel? I haven't. No. Well, it's a little hard. Sell to Tyler. Look at him. No, I'm sitting here. Yeah, if you want it, I'll sell it. It's 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 well well used. I mean, it'll be a real deal. I did. You know what? I don't think I sold it. I think I kept that one. I've sold some stuff. I've, I've gotten, you know, I got a new rain jacket or whatever. So I sold like the old Gander Mountain one and stuff. I've, I have turned some stuff over, but I do. I think I kept that Drake jacket. Kind of my like original getting into like real hunting jacket. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia, yes. Gotcha. Gander Mountain. That's a that's a store I haven't heard from in a while. I think I actually own a Gander Mountain rain jacket too. Yeah. Technically. I have a couple of hats with the Gander Mountain logo. I think it was a goose or something like that, yeah. right? Or a yeah. goose flying. Goose with the mountains and the yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. All right. So we are as as usual, we are completely across the spectrum on what we use, which is great. Um, all right. Uh where are we headed next, boys? Decoys? Sure. Okay. All right. Let's do decoys. All right. Tyler. I I own some decoys, believe it or not. Okay. I have some cheap duck hunting decoys that I do not use for duck hunting. I use them for training. Training. Uh Yes. They're just in the back of my truck. I don't even know what they are. I throw them out in the yards. That's it. That's what they're used for. Ironically, though, I do actually own, well, I kind of inherited them from my dad, uh, four of the original Bigfoot decoys. Uh, those are the best. You can't get rid of those. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're not actually at my house or in my garage. They're at my buddy's house, who lets me go out and, and hunt at his place. And they're just sitting in his backyard. And we usually shoot a few geese over them every single year. So, yeah, sitting in the, sitting in his backyard. Jeff, what is that? What is that phrase again? It's like the backyard spread is like the pajama spread or the oh the uh, slipper slipper spread slipper spread. There it is. It's like a yeah. slipper spread. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you walk like, out in your slippers and throw some decoys out and shoot some birds. They just sit out there and like 
you know, like, like he'll be early season birds are dumb and they just, you know, you know, just a couple of, couple of honks on the, on the old call and they like see them and they just come in and like land in the backyard. Like, okay, all right, this is easy enough, right? Let's go in for some breakfast. I know. So yeah. I'm in for breakfast. That's, that's decoys. That's it. It's all I own. Decoys are expensive, can be expensive when you have a trailer full of them. Yeah. Um, Matt, how many, how many decoys are you rocking right now? Couldn't tell you. I don't know oh, how many. He's lost. I those. mean, that's not good. Yeah, I don't, I don't count, but I do, uh, I do sell them off as I, you know, purchase some new ones, depending on what they are. I actually just put my blind in the, in the lower garage today. So I did kind of stack them different and figured out what I need or whatever. Um, I've probably got two dozen like Mallard Avian X, like, uh, whatever flocked ones. I think it's like the Cabela's special where like they've got the, the flocks flocked heads um and then i've got a half dozen avian x black duck decoys that i like to put out in my spread as well um and i'm kind of building up a goose spread right now so i've got like eight floaters or something a dozen floaters and then i'm trying to buy i don't know another half a dozen or dozen goose floaters for next season mix those in um, and those things take up a ton of space those goose they do floaters. Yeah, that's the problem. But they also, you can see them on the water, so that makes a huge difference. Um, at least I found it. It seems to work. Got, I don't know, a dozen teal decoys for early season. And then uh, I've got training decoys as well. Those are you know, a separate bag. You know, All the keels cut off of them or you know, some old goose shells mm -hmm. up in the basement as well. Don't use those as often. But I have been trying to look at getting silhouettes for those because that way they just fold up. Nice little stack of of uh, training decoys, that'd be nice to get rid of the old ones if they do the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, I've got currently two spinners that I use, Lucky Ducks, kind of loyal there, um, and ended up buying two splashers at the end of last year on sale. So we'll see how that goes next year. Okay. I actually uh, just, I just got basement, one of those this year. Those are the main ones. Did you? Yeah, the Pulsator, I think it's called, the yeah. Lucky Duck Pulsator. Yep. Yeah, we bought a, a two-pack. That's what we I usually got. get them for a little cheaper with the two pack, and I just split it with a buddy of mine. So we each yep. took one, and it yep. seemed to work pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I tried them out right at the end of last year, or whatever, make sure they worked when I got them, and they're. I can't wait to use them. There's mm -hmm. plenty of days where I'm out there thinking, man, it'd be look really good if water was moving and it wasn't just super still. So right, you just need those ripples and that movement, yep. and that that's that does it. Yeah, it looks like it has a lot of different settings for you know the. Um, like the rate at which it splashes out water and stuff. So it'll be, it'll be good yeah, to try. Especially if you have two, you can put them on a different setting. So they're not exactly. diving at the same time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Jeff, what do, what do you got? I, I run AVNX decoys as well for most of all my floaters. Yeah. Um, I found those to be the most realistic and they seem to hold up pretty good. I, I do have say, this. What's yeah, that? They're durable, they're durable for sure. I've, I've found that as well. I take care yeah. of them too. And the, I mean, the paint jobs on them just seem super realistic. I really like them. Yep. Um, and I got some of the flocked head mallards this last year as well. And they have quite a few different poses, which is cool. There's some where they're, you know, their heads are like half down into the water, real low profile. Like preening one. And yeah, yeah I think they have one where they're, yeah, they're turned off like a 90 degree angle. It's really cool to have that little bit of a mixture. Yep. Um, I got, so I have a couple dozen mallards. Floaters. I have a dozen wood ducks. Those are avian X2. And then I have a half dozen teal. One thing I want to do this year, I, I just have the regular blue wing teal pack, but I want to buy the early season pack because it seems like, brown. yeah, at least by us in Wisconsin, those teal, you know, during the early season, they're not plumed out at all. You know, yeah. they're all just mostly brown and, and the, um, <clears throat> the standard teal pack you know, the blue wings and the green wings have the the plumed out heads and stuff. So I want to get that early season pack um, this year. And then I have a pulsator, lucky duck pulsator that I've been using, which I like a lot. And then I have a bunch of goose decoys too. So I, I do a mixture of water and field hunting too. So I have three dozen dive bomb silhouettes and those are all the flocked silhouettes. And then I have a, a dozen full bodies, uh, Bigfoots. They're not, I think they're the B2s. 
So Tyler, I think yours are even older than that. Yours might be the original B1 or whatever they call them. Yeah, um, mine, are, mine are 20 plus years old. Yeah. So these are the B2s. They have flocked heads and they're a lot bigger and sturdier than the new ones that are out. I don't even know if they're at B3 or B4 or whatever it is, but um, they're definitely a lot more robust than, than the ones you can buy now. But they take up a lot of space. The silhouettes are where it's at. Um, you can put three dozen, you can put five dozen over your shoulder and carry them out there and have them set up in, you know, 15, 20 minutes, which is really nice. It is. What, um, how, do you have a count on the number of decoys? Total? That you own? Yeah, that you own. Uh, between the geese and the ducks, I don't know, maybe six or seven dozen. So, okay. and I, I run primarily all the rig and right lines and anchors. That was my next um, question was, uh, how you rigged them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's my main rig that I have. I have like the tangle free rig and right lines that have the the weights that slide up and down. Yep. And then you just hook them all up on a carabiner. Um, and I have them all separated out by the the type of duck. Um, so I can just grab and go depending on what time of year it is or what you're scouted for, you know, those kinds of things. So yeah. Do you bag your decoys? Um yeah not not really well <laughs> i do so i have a few bulk decoy club bags okay yeah. i have the goose ones so they have like the really large slots i think there's six big slots as opposed to 12 small ones which the the bulk decoy duck ones are 12. so i tend to just kind of dump them all in there while they're still attached to the the lines and the carabiner but yeah. it is nice to be able to drag that out into the water and and just unhook and throw them from there but I probably should be a little more gentle with them, but whatever. Just yeah. buy some more. <laughs> you, you just got done saying five minutes ago that, or ten <laughs> minutes ago that you're you tend to beat up your gear, which is fine. <laughs> I, do. I do the same thing. Yeah, so. you know they're always a lot more organized on the way in than on the way out. You know, you're just trying to get out of there. You're tired. You're hot. Yeah. You just tend to throw stuff in the bag, and it's all muddy, and you know, sorry. Ho hopefully bloody, and there's some dead ducks laying on top. Okay, and then I got a, I've got, I've got a question for the both of you. I'll start with you, Matt. First is, how big of a spread are you typically running? Uh, because I hunt by myself, and like Jeff said, by the time you're done, between having a dog and you know, hopefully picking up ducks and just being tired by the time you're done there, you know, being out since three a.m. or something, I, I only put out, um, I think a dozen and a half ducks, plus the spinners, and then. Uh, this year I had eight geese, but I'm hoping to have well over a dozen, dozen and a half next year, and I might trade some things out. Um, it's just a lot of work pulling those in and out of the boat by yourself. You know, at the end of the, you know, I'm going yes. for speed by the time you're you're picking up and yes. whatever I can get in and out faster. But yeah, so not a huge spread. Like I said, I'd like to add some of those geese and probably keep the ducks the same if I can organize my boat a little different next year. Now, do you mix the geese? right yep. in the same spread as the ducks or do you tend to yep. keep the geese off to the side yeah so my my buddy that i talk i've talked about who's you know taking me out on the river originally you know he runs a mostly goose spread and he just kind of scatters it out maybe you know put some of the ducks off to the side in a group but it's pretty well scattered and honestly you know you'll read a lot of articles or hear people talking about like put the geese up at the end because ducks won't land into them or whatever and maybe that's true in places they hunt but from what i've seen is you know, those ducks are landing right in the middle of everything. I pretty much, let's say two-thirds of the geese are together and the other third are spread out, and then a third of the ducks are in the goose spread. You know, it's it's kind of congregated, but it's it's mostly all completely scattered. That's kind, kind of the same thing we've had in ag fields, too. Like, if you're hunting yeah. a cornfield, we've had just as much success getting ducks to, to commit on a just only goose spread. Yeah, you know, we maybe have a few ducks scattered in, but you know, ninety-five percent of it is made up of geese, and there's ducks that just pile right into there. So makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. It is, Jeff. What about you? How big of a spread are you typically setting up? Uh, it's usually not more than like a dozen and a half or two dozen. It really depends on where we're going um, and what kind of numbers you're seeing on that spot. You know, if you're out scouting. You know, if you're only seeing a handful of ducks in a certain hole and you show up and put three dozen decoys out there, obviously it doesn't look very realistic. Um, yeah. So it really, it really kind of depends on the spot. But if it's just me, I'll just grab a dozen in that pulsator and that's probably, you know, that's it. 
you know, we're hunting geese, it's a little different. You know, geese tend to find safety in numbers um, in a cornfield. So a lot of times we'll run, you know, seven, eight dozen uh, silhouettes um, between two or three guys, um, which is is nothing compared to what you see in on social media. You know, guys are running, you know, just crazy amounts of decoys that take days to set up. Yeah, I mean, um, how many how many fit in one of those dive bomb bags? The big one. Uh, I think it's five it's- dozen per bag. Yeah, and you know, some guys have five or six bags. I was just going to say, easily three bags, you know, in a group of people. Yeah, is not uncommon. That's what fifteen dozen. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, the big thing with the silhouettes too is you kind of have to when you space them out. The big thing with those, you know, people don't really think how can that work. You know, it's just a flat piece of cardboard. But if you keep them at, you know, you set them up at different angles. When the geese are flying over, every time they look down, they see it looks like the spread is moving right? They see geese that they didn't see before. So it, it actually mimics the, uh, you know, motion inside of the spread. And that, that's how they work. Yep. And it, they've, they've really taken off. I think it's, it's, it's the, the new thing for sure. When, when I buy more goosey guys, who knows when that's going to be, there'll be silhouettes. You, oh, you, you talk, have to. You, you, have you to. The, the first time you took me out and we set up like seven dozen in that, in that field hunt we did, like just seven dozen decoys. When we set up all your silhouettes, you were talking to me how much easier it was. It's and then it's I watched and then I watched it just stacking and then throwing everything in the back of your truck. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is this is the way to go. The only downside of them is when it gets really cold, if the ground freezes in a, a cornfield or wherever you're hunting, you you can't really get the stakes in. So I've actually had to bring a, a drill and you know drill pilot holes in order to get the the stakes in there before. So that that's really the the only downside of the silhouettes. Whereas a Bigfoot, it doesn't really matter. You just plop it down on the ground and you're good to go. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I used to have a ton of goose shells and I've slowly sold those off on Facebook Marketplace, you know, to some younger kids that are just getting getting going in the waterfowl game. So, and that's how I started. So it's nice to kind of pay it forward when with that kind of stuff too. Absolutely. Absolutely. We want, we want, we need more hunters. <clears throat> uh, okay. Anything else on uh, decoys? Anything that you guys forgot? I know I didn't forget anything that I had to talk about. No. Do do we want to go calls? Do we want to go blinds? What do you guys want to talk about next? Let's talk about calls. calls. You got a couple. I've got... I've got four of them now. Oh, you got the lanyard here too. Okay. Look at that, right? You know what I'm talking about? Um... Yeah, I've got the I've got three buck gardener duck calls. These were all given to me. Essentially, I've got the double nasty. The double nasty. I had yeah. that one for a while. Yeah. That's a good call for yeah. you know a budget call. It's it sounds good. It's not bad, right? I've got yeah. the I've got the mallard magic. Boom. Okay. Um, this is this is the teal. That one came with the mallard magic. So so I got that one. I've never actually blown it in the field. I usually don't blow those in the field. And then uh, Goose Call, I have the Power Clucker. This one was actually given to me, too. Um, I actually like this call. Primos? Um, it is... Or I can, Zinc. I can't remember if that's Zinc. Power it's clucker. a Zinc. zinc. Yeah, okay. I, was trying to, I was trying to read that. I see it starts with a Z, so it's a Zinc. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a print on Campbell there. Um, uh, it's got like a high break on it. I kind of know what that means. Um, so it's kind of... It's actually harder to blow... Um, but it's like the only one that I blew for like a year. So then I like can kind of do it. And then I had another one that was gifted to me that um, one of my daughters broke, uh, which was a legendary gear call. It was super easy to blow. Um, and I would actually like to get this one, another one of these. It's the legendary year gear old man call. Uh, like the amount of oxygen that you actually had to put into it was just so yeah. much less. I struggled blowing it though, because I was used to having to put so much oxygen into the power clucker call. So, um, so yeah, Got that's spit uh, just like dripping. Off oh yeah. I'm just <laughs> spitting. Like it is just like, I'm not there. So, uh. <laughs> so yeah, that's my, those are my calls. Um, I do not feel confident blowing any of those calls at, at, at ducks or geese to be fair. Actually geese. I'm okay. Early season geese. Cause like I said, I think they're kind of dumb, at least in this area. Um, Otherwise, yeah, I've got a lot. I've got a lot to learn on the call front. That's okay. Just throw them in your truck. Right. When you're driving around, just 
Just put the windows down, though. It can get a little loud. You don't need you losing your hearing, <laughs> especially with the goose calls. I know. I know. Uh, all right. That's that's it. That's what I'm running for calls. I don't have a call story. I have not progressed on calls. Right. I'm sure you guys have started with a budget call and kind of kind of grown from there. So I'm curious to know what Matt we will go with you. You're going first again here. Sure. Between you and Jeff. Yeah. What do you what do you what kind what's on your lanyard now? Where did you start? Uh, currently, I run a uh, oh, I don't want to get it wrong. It's Adel, uh Dirty Rice. Yeah, Dirty Rice. Um, that is a call that my guide uses in Tennessee. And I don't know when I was like 16, let's say I bought one um, just because it was really easy to blow and sounds really good. Um, I actually dropped my first one in the lake after a couple of years. So then I bought another one and that's still my primary call. Um, I recently bought a, uh, in the last two or three years, Bayou Beast um, duck call out. Uh, he's in Louisiana, I want to say. He makes um, like custom cane calls. So like the old way of making like original Southern duck calls. And then he had one of his like, made into a mold so i've got the plastic you know model of that that he tunes everything so i'd love to own one of those cane calls in the future because i think it's a cool you know kind of a basement piece type thing um uh, early season i call carrie i just looked it up it's a buck gardener blue wing teal like your basic teal call um nothing special about it and i've got a really old i think it's a primos like whistle you know like the three in one type you know teal pintail whatever other what other noises you can make out of it but usually just for teal is pretty much what i have that on there for um i've got probably a dozen other calls that i've either you know gotten as gifts as a kid or whatever and just kind of cycled through and it's in a bin now or actually i made a rack up there um i've got one of the original um like duck commander wooden i think it's called the mule like it's the original type of wooden call that's I got that from him in person at the Oshkosh. Uh, what do they used to be called? Like the outdoor fest. Oh, fest, oh, I think it cool. was right. Like a do you fest? That's what it was. Fest, yep. I'm yep. gonna put it on. That was like you the know, EAA so I, grounds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, got, I went there. Got a couple posters, you know, signed by those guys when I was buying calls as like a 14 year old kid or whatever. Um, yeah, I think my first call was actually given to me by the. The guy that got me into hunting, you know, was like, hey, here, I've got a basement full of calls. You should practice on this one. And then just kind of went from there, find my room, whatever. Now, are you yeah. primarily blowing a double read call or a single read call? Yeah, double read. Double I read? All yeah. Double reads. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a goose call. I'm not very good at using it. I've owned a couple of them over the time. I just bought a new CNS custom calls, goose call when it was on sale. I wish I was better at it. Um, I can make honks and you know, double like clucks and stuff, but me putting them into a string that makes any sense. I'm not very good at that yet. So gotta work on it. But the summer's for. Wow, that's what yeah. that's what that's what road trips are for. That's right. You can annoy, annoy your neighbors, annoy your oh, maybe it'll work on your, <laughs> your goose calling. So we'll see. Yeah, the wives love when we uh start blowing on the calls. Yeah, it's a lot harder now with a with a small child. You know, it used to be able to just go in the basement and rip on a call, and now that's not, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I outside drive my neighbors nuts. Yeah, yeah, that's not <laughs> happening. So I was blowing my duck call the other day just for fun out in the out in the backyard, and my neighbor had texted me. He's like, hey, I think he lived in, he lives like three or four houses down. He's like, hey, that sounded pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks. So got <laughs> yeah practicing the duck call at home gets the dog riled up too so it's an interesting yes you know you can't get away from that so yeah that's funny yeah jeff, jeff yeah, time, yeah i run time to shine here yeah i'm kind of like kind of like you matt i have a whole plethora of just random calls that i've either you know giveaways or won or bought at fleet farm throughout the years but the current calls that i run i have two JT calls, a duck call and a goose call. For those of you listening, you've probably seen Jake from JT calls on YouTube. He's got tons of tutorials on how to do different, you know, how to blow a duck call, how to blow a goose call, um, which is really cool. It's really good for beginners. He really breaks down each individual call nicely. Do you know um, what a duck call it is? I have the CQ2. 
um, which is the double read one. And then I think yep. the Omen is his single read one. I had the Omen and I had a hard time blowing the single read. It just yep. seemed like it needed a ton of pressure. And I, when I would actually get it to turn over, it was just super, super loud. Um, and I, I know single reads can be more versatile, but double reads tend to be a little bit easier to blow, especially for amateurs like us. Um, so I had, I sent it back to him and he was super cool about it. He's like, yeah, just send it back in the box and I'll send you a CQ too. What color do you want? Um, so he's a really cool guy. I really recommend if you guys are looking for a call to go to him. He's got like a lifetime warranty or something. I think he, he says if something happens or you need it retuned, you just send him a $5 bill in the box with your call and <laughs> he'll tune That's it up awesome. for you, fix it and send it back. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have the, the CQ two and then, for a goose call, I have the SFX, um, which I really you like, like that call. It's, yeah, it's super easy to blow. Um, you can you can blow it really quietly. Um, mm. I, I really really like that call. Um, that's one of my favorite goose calls I've had in a long time. Um, so yeah, I got the two JT calls. I have a duck commander, just the the really cheap wood duck call, and then I have a whistle as well. Um, other than that, on my lanyard, I have a Mojo remote. That I yeah. carry on there for one of my spinners, but that's pretty much it. That's it, it for calls. Yeah, that's that's less than I thought you'd have, Jeff. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I have I have calls laying around. I just primarily just have one duck call, one goose call. Well, and I do have a teal call. I I should say I do have a teal call too. I think that's a duck commander one as well. They're just the the cheapo ones, um, but yeah, they work. I've heard you can actually laugh at teal too without a without a call, and that that seems to work sometimes too. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Excellent. We're we are winding things down. Then we've got I would say uh, blinds. I think we should we should probably finish guns? with yeah with guns. Yeah. Let's finish with the fun stuff. Yeah. Let's talk. We can talk blinds first. I'll go first. You don't have one. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of talked about our bolt lines already, right? So we yeah. on the, the previous episode, we kind of know about that. Um, I do have three layout lines. Um, one or two of them are my buddies, but that I used to hunt with in high school, but they've all made their way into my garage. So I have three layout lines that we use from time to time. Uh, one of my good friends that I field hunt with just bought a couple seasons ago, he bought an A-frame. Um which is a blind that it's essentially like a panel blind that you can sit inside of. Um, you're actually sitting in chairs as opposed to laying down on your back. So it's a lot nicer on your body, especially when you're some old guys like us, right? Middle-aged. Middle-aged guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, the AV and X, the A-frame blinds are, are really nice. Um, but yeah, I do have the layout blinds too. That's yeah. Matt, do you have any, do you have any layouts? I own a layout line, yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. I know yeah, you don't, I don't do a whole lot of field hunting, but... Might be like a Greenhead or Banded, one of the one of those brands, um, or same group or whatever, but I don't use it that often. I mean, it's one of those, like, a couple of years ago, you know, I'd get invited on quite a few goose hunts or whatever, so I just kind of pulled the plug and bought my own and grassed it and stuff. I've used it from time to time, but, like, the last two seasons, I haven't even hunted out of it. Um, I'd love to have a panel line set up just to throw in the boat if I got into a spot that, like, it made more sense to walk over here and then just put something up but yeah we'll yeah we've talked about bringing that a-frame on my boat a few times if you can find a, a chunk of public that you can you know motor to and then park mm -hmm. and set up a blind it's so nice just sitting in a camp chair inside of there or a stool and you can drink your coffee and eat donuts mm -hmm. and do all those types of things instead of laying on your back you yeah know? the laying down sucks it, it really does it's, it's really <laughs> hard on your back and your neck yeah, yeah. I can I can vouch for how nice it is because I I get the hunt out of that A frame. I'd sit in those camp chairs and yes. drink that coffee. It was a, it was a it was <laughs> it was a it was a bright sunny blue sky kind of day. Yeah, was, we didn't we didn't see a whole lot of birds, but it was comfortable sitting there for a few hours. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, so what's next? Right. What do we got? We got guns. We got guns. We're about ready to wrap this the, baby up. What then. is there? Pew pews. With pew pews, yeah. yes, the pew pews. Pew pews that yeah you can't you can't put gun on on your website like gun sleeve or Facebook will flag it so 
Um, that's why I think you're referring to the OKS Hunter Pew Pew sleeve. The Pew so. Pew sleeves, yeah. Yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, if you're curious, go over to OKSHunter.com and look. just search for the Pew Pew sleeve, all right? P-E-W, P-E-W. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I actually do own a waterfowl gun, believe it or not. I own about, you know, 25% of the required gear here to actually go out and hunt. I have a Franke Affinity 3. Um, it's lightweight. I love it. Believe it or not, I can actually... I, I, as crooked as I shoot, it might it it shoots quite straight. So um, I feel I actually feel fairly confident when I when I bring it up that I'm gonna drop a bird or two. And I do I do use that gun in the upland field too because my over under had an unfortunate incident um, several years ago with a road. So um, mm. yeah, that's story when, for another time. Is your A5 still kicking or no? Uh yeah yes. There's something wrong with it. It's not ejecting shells, but it's but the chamber is only two and three quarters inch so that's an old gun isn't it it is an ancient gun yes yeah, that's a cool ancient. that's a cool looking gun with that squared off back and the receiver oh, it's cool yeah. kicks like a mule but it is cool <laughs> um lo, I, I do love my franke um i do like how light it is i do i uh, yeah there's a few upgrades i need to make um I need a sling. I don't know. I do not know why I have not put the sling on it yet, but I just prefer to carry it around without a sling, apparently. Just don't do it in the upland field. Like, I know, right? yeah, don't, don't do that. Yeah, I should do it. It's like a good idea. Shamed. I can get shamed by other upland hunters. Well, you, have, yeah. you, have valid, you have a valid excuse for missing, though, if you pull yeah, those. Yeah, true. Right? true. That's true. Oh, the damn sling again. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's, that's right. 100% why. <laughs> yeah. What, what, if, if you're looking for the full story here, what is that, episode three or Iowa trap? Or was it episode two, two or Iowa trip trip two, two, two. Iowa trip yeah. recap. So yeah. you'll hear a few good stories from that. Um, that's it. Bronchi, love it. Um, yeah. Jeff, what are you what are you uh toting around and dropping birds out of the sky with? Well, I think I mentioned before I'm a lefty southpaw. Um it's a cool, unique club, but it it pretty much sucks for gun selection. I'll be honest with you, especially in the waterfowl game. Upland's a different story because every, you know, over and under has a tang safety, whereas with semi-automatics and pumps, it's it's kind of hard to find. Um, and for those of you who don't know what a tang safety is, it's where the safety's on the top of the receiver as opposed to being on the, the trigger. Um, and if, as you can imagine, if you're a lefty, those trigger safeties don't work that well. Um, you have to wrap your finger around to turn the safety off. So it's just not, not ideal. Um, so I've primarily stuck with Mossbergs, um, which are, you know, cheaper guns, but I beat the crap out of them and they still go bang. And that's, that's the nice thing about Mossberg. Um, they're really the only company, I think the Browning BPS has a tank safety, but they're really the only one that I know of that makes a semi-automatic gun that has a tank safety. It doesn't have the, the trigger safety. Um, so I have a Mossberg 930. That's my primary waterfall gun. And then I have a, a Mossberg 835 as well, which is the pump. Um, it's the waterfowl ultra mag three and a half. Um, if I need to, to be shooting three and a half inch shells, but I usually don't. So I like the 930 a lot. And then, um, yeah, yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's tough. I know they have left-handed semi-automatic guns and I've, I've thought about buying that. Um, I think the SFX and a couple of the Brownings might come in left-handed versions. Um, and the Super Black Eagle has a left-handed version, I think, too. Um, but it just doesn't seem safe, you know, with the safety being reversed. You know, it's kind of one of those things that you've grown up accustomed to and you just can't change. And I feel like if I would hand that gun off to a right-handed person and they don't know that it's a left-handed gun and that the safety is backwards... It just doesn't seem like a good idea. You know, they, they think the safety's on, but it's not. Um, so, yeah, I've always stuck with the the Tang safeties and the, the good old Mossbergs. That's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Are you are you lefty in everything you do, or are you, or do you just uh, just shoot left-handed? I'm lefty with everything. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. You don't want to see me throw a baseball or anything like that right-handed. It's ugly. Actually, I would like to see that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the big okay. thing here, if there's any, if any gun manufacturers happen to be listening to this podcast for whatever reason, 
start putting tank safeties on some of your semi-automatic guns. <laughs> Seriously, it's 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 so frustrating. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't mind it. I, yeah, did you, I mean, did you have... all over and unders have them, so why can't True. they make semi-automatic, you know, waterfall guns that have them as well? True. Did Doesn't you ever? Sense. Did you ever shoot a pump? Yeah, my Mossberg eight thirty five is a a pump. That was my primary waterfall gun until I bought the the nine thirty a couple years ago. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I used used the heck out of that thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. Matt. Matt. Yep. What's what's in, what's uh, in your pew pew sleeve? Got a super black eagle two. I think it's called like a, the American series or whatever. So it was like the notch down from like the high end one. Um, doesn't have the fancy stock or anything like that. Uh, the comfort tech stock or whatever it's called. Super basic. Didn't come with any specific, uh, came with like one or two chokes, not like the five set or anything. So at the time it was more of a cost thing. You know, I bought it as like a, I don't know, year or two after graduation. Like I'm a big, big kid now out of college. I can, I can probably buy something that I actually wanted. Um, but since then I've, you know, bought, actually bought, choke tubes that i use now so the carlson's cremator set uh, bought those i've put in i've updated or upgraded the safety to a like a larger oversized one like a lot of the stuff you'd see on a, a newer waterfall gun so i put an oversized safety i put a like a bigger button on it for um for your release there done some stuff that i like to it just i this last past this past year at the end of the season i put on a limb saver um like butt stock guard um for my snow goose hunt because I was just getting rocked there for a while, so we'll see how that works out next season, if I like it or not. Did some upgrades to it, but overall, I like it. I mean, I beat that gun up, and it's never never failed me, so um, I'd love to have a second one, honestly, as a as a spare, something to pass on in a couple of years to a, a younger hunter of my own, so we'll see. Have you noticed that those, this, I've heard the Super Black Eagle 3 shoots high. Have you noticed that with the 2? twos don't but the the three i was told when i or i read about it that was a rib design change like on purpose so it's meant to shoot that way like you shouldn't have to i wish i remember the technical thing that it was about like but that was totally on purpose and you're supposed yeah. to that's great i shoot high but, regardless but a lot <laughs> of a gun that shoots high yeah. two would be terrible <laughs> yeah a lot of people that had a two and went to the three obviously it threw them off a bit but it was it was designed that way and i can't remember why i wish i remember the specifics to it but I won't be upgrading anytime soon, so I, I won't have to worry about that change. Yeah, yeah I mean, your your son has a, a little ways to go before. He's got a ways to go before that 12-gauge, yeah. but it's more of a, I'd love to have a second one to take on trips, and then that's my backup. More yeah, of, I, you, could need to, you need to talk to Kelly about that. Yeah, yeah, I'll work on it. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh, let's see. Did we cover everything? Always calls so. blinds, guns, gear. Yeah. All right. Um, what is the one piece of equipment that you will be adding? Whether it can be any, it could be a call. It could probably not another, probably not another gun. Um, could be a blind. Could be anything that you'd be adding. Maybe probably maybe decoys before uh, before the upcoming hunting season. Mine's going to be that early season teal pack. I think I want to get one of those, even if it's the, I think there are half a dozen, they come with six. So that'll be, that'll be my, my big one for the year. Yeah. More goose floaters. I'm scouring Facebook marketplace pretty much constantly. So. Yeah. Tyler? Um, I waiters. Don't waiters, yeah. maybe. Waiters. The thing, I all the talk about spinners reminds me that, that I that I really want to buy like a dove spinner for like the two times that I go dove hunting every year, but they're super cheap though too. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I could just pull the trigger on that at any point in time. Like probably like you know three days before the season, Amazon next day delivery. Let's go get it out of the package, figure out how to work it, and then just roll with it. That's a hunt that I want to I, I want to try with you this year if it works out. It's it sounds like a lot of fun, a lot of shooting. It uh, if you're in the right spot, yeah, it's it is. Matt, have you have you done a dove hunt? I have not. No, it's pretty popular out where I am. No, um, I just don't. If it's dove season, it overlaps teal, and then I'm just I'm duck hunting. Sir, if you're in the, I did I did opening day a handful of years ago, probably like three years ago, and um, 
it was uh, like the place I went, right? They had sunflower fields and just birds everywhere. And I started off with a 28 gauge. I only had someone, I mean, I went through a hundred rounds of ammo and then I had to borrow some more, right? Those things, <laughs> those things are hard to hit. Let me tell you. So you, you got a like, hundred doves then? Oh no, 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 no. Which I gave, <laughs> banged, they, they, they bagged them when it's 15. Okay. I went through hundred rounds of ammo. Um, that was and you were still five short. <laughs> yeah. That was before I owned the Franke though. So that was probably the um, problem that I, I actually started off that day shooting a 28 gauge, which is <laughs> fun. That was fun. I, I swear though, you're like, you're like beating those things. Right. And it, they, you're like, pull the trigger, you're like dead bird. And they like do this little fluttery thing. And you're like, how are you still flying? Cause you put one BB in them. There's, they just drop, but I am, um, yeah, we should, uh, we should, I don't, we got to find a spot to go, but yeah, we should definitely do a dove hunt. I, I found a couple spots out turkey hunting this, this spring. Okay. So okay, I think we'll be in good shape if we want to okay. try it. All right. All right. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about that after we stop recording here. Um, okay, good. Perfect. I think though, before, okay, before we wrap up though, we're going to start something. I don't know if we'll do it every episode here, but we're going to call this, uh, we're going to do a little sky blasting. And tonight I'm going to rip off some questions for the two of you to answer. Um, could be any, could be, this is going to be random. Some of it's going to be hunting related. Some of it's not going to be hunting related, but we're going to get to know each other a little bit better here. All right. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's go. First question that I have here is uh, what is your favorite duck hunting phrase, slang term or lingo? And I'll give you an example. Mine would be shoot and release, much like I did with those doves. I like coming up with random sayings for when you're about to get ready to shoot the birds, whether it's take them or shoot them or kill them or yeah. send them to heaven, I've heard. <laughs> send them to heaven. Cut <laughs> them, paint them red. Yeah, just coming up with funny sayings for uh, when you're ready to shoot. That, that's yeah. my favorite. Okay. I'd say Matt. my favorite would be recent in the last couple of years. I heard somebody say like, how high are those birds? And it's like Willie Nelson high. Like you don't <laughs> have a chance at nice. calling those birds down. They're just, that's awesome. That's great. I was actually, I was like, Matt, what, uh, Matt, you know, what's the phrase that you use? And I was like, oh, wait, Matt, you usually hunt by yourself. What are you yeah. saying to your dog? Yeah. What are you saying to Maggie? Yeah. He's out there. Take up. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie, get ready. Don't yep. miss, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, next one um, is what is your dream waterfall gun? Cost doesn't matter. Oh, man. Matt, you go first. Huh. Um, this is hard for me because I'm lefty. It, it is. <laughs> Pretend you're not for a second. Yeah. Pretend, pretend, <laughs> pretend you're not. Pretend I'm not. Pretend they made it in a left-handed version, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> I mean, a Super Black Eagle would be nice. I, I don't like the whole shooting high thing, but the Super Black Eagle 3 is a pretty cool gun. Um, if I had to pick one, I probably would actually get an Instinct. I really like that gun, to be honest with you. It's so light. Shoulder's really nice. If they made a Tang safety in the Franke Instinct, I'd probably get it. Or sorry, the affinity, not the instinct. The instinct is the over and under, right? Yeah. 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 The affinity. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Have you picked up my affinity? I did. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. Ooh, oops. Don't knock I, my mic over. Okay, Matt, your turn. I'd probably get a, another Super Black Eagle too, but it would be like the Rob Roberts edition. So everything's custom ported. All the chokes are you know the rob roberts chokes all all done at his shop like the cerakote uh barrel and like a custom dip or something kind of fancy that'd be that'd be probably it because i'm still going to beat it up so it doesn't matter what it is yeah, that's that's more the answer we were looking for right there <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh what is your favorite disney movie oh mine would be i think coco Oh, I just we just watched finished watching that tonight. It's great. Coco or Encanto? Yes, love those. Oh man, been out of the Disney game a while, so you're oh, you're about you know, to. Enter I'm about it, to enter it, but I'm yeah. I'm way out of it. I don't know. I'll be honest; I don't remember the last time we 
Let's see here. Hold on. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Yeah. Lion King. Gotta be the Lion. I King. do like Lion King. Lion King is good. Yeah, Lion King's a great answer, actually. Like the, the original ones that we have in the house that you know isn't on a streaming service. So I go with Lion King. I think we've got that on Blu-ray. It's fair. The open yeah. the opening for Lion King, like the original, like the cartoon version. Yeah. Two two D one. Yeah, it's it's just epic. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sing it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, coffee drinker. Yes or no? Yeah. Absolutely definitely. not. Oh come on. Nope. <laughs> so good. <laughs> just Jeff, black, you said yes. Black coffee. Okay. Yes. All right. Black. Okay. Fair. None of that nonsense added to it. It's okay. got to be good coffee though. If you're drinking it black, it's got to be good coffee. Correct. Yeah. Correct. We're, we are on the same wavelength there. Yeah. Matt, what about what about like a latte? Do you do lattes? I don't do any any coffee drinks. Kelly consistently tries to get me to try something. Every like time, a, like a frappuccino good, I try or something. Nope. Yep. Hard pass. Oh, I've tried are... so many times and been disappointed in myself. How do you get through the day? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I actually really want to know the answer to that question yeah. too. Yeah. I, I mean. Let's let's paint the picture here, Matt. We're gonna take a detour before we ask yep. the last question. Okay, idyllic scene. You're sitting in your boat, right, <laughs> on yep. the river, right. It's a cold November day, and you, you're gonna you want to pour a hot steaming cup of coffee out of your thermos. It steams. Oh, right? It's nice. like right out of a movie here. Yeah, That's, and you can't that do that. Somebody on the other <laughs> end of the. It doesn't here. get better than that. <laughs> yeah, I've usually got an energy drink at that point sitting in front of me on in the black. I think I look forward to the coffee more than I look yeah. forward to the <laughs> seriously. And you know, you know what goes great with coffee, Matt? Donuts. Donuts. Mm. Yes. Yeah, quick I'll, trip. I'll quick donuts. trip. Donuts. Yeah. yeah. Or a yeah. quick trip breakfast sandwich right there. Oh yeah. 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 Just make sure it's quick trip and not quick. Quick star. Something, quick something else that we stopped at, Matt. The quick star. That's, quick that's stars, the Iowa version. That, no, that's the same as quick star. Or oh boy. Quick star is the same. Quick stop is not the same. Yeah. It was a it was a quick star. Quick star yeah. is the same as quick trip. It's the yeah. same yeah, ownership. Yeah. It's just a different name change in Iowa. Quick stop is a different name. It's like Q U I K stop. It's yeah. not even close to the same. Uh, no. I think I think that's what we met you at, Matt, when we went out to the Iowa Deer Classic. Yeah. But, I dropped off the sweatshirts there and I bought a breakfast sandwich. I ate two bites of it and I threw it out. It yeah. Was... If you, if you find a quick star, it's the same shopping. Like I say shopping, but you know what I mean? It's yes. shopping. Yeah. Got its own yeah, grocery it's section. Got everything if you, you know what there. I mean? Yeah. yeah. If they sold underwear. You wouldn't need to go anywhere else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was great. That was good. Wow. <laughs> Yes. Okay. We are we are way Next off question. course. This is supposed Next to be question. like fast valid, moving, and we are just we are totally talking about Disney movies, and then we went right into buying underwear at Quick Trip. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is great. This is fantastic. Okay. Uh, last one. Then we're gonna we got to wrap this thing up. Okay. Lawn mowing on a scale of one to ten, um, with one being you hate it and ten being you love it. Where where are you at? uh seven i push mow i got a half acre lot i push mow oh so i haven't gotten into the rider game yet i still i still enjoy it throw the headphones on little you know you get a little little you time with the mower just you and the mower in the grass <laughs> it depends on what i've got going on or how busy i am because sometimes it is just nice to like listen to your podcast that's like a seven eight honestly just depends. But if you're super busy and you're just sick of cutting grass, like come August, ask me again. It's like a three. Like I, I just want all of the grass to be dead at that point, and I don't want to mow it again. I feel like if you had a rider with a cup holder and you could have a couple. I do have a rider with a cup holder. Yeah. <laughs> that would that would up it <laughs> you know, like eight yeah. or nine for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't. Yeah. If I could, if I never mowed my own lawn again, I would be really happy. You have a small yard too. I know and I. How long does it take you to mow your yard? If I'm running, 25 minutes. 25 minutes. <laughs> if I'm running more, it's more like 35 to 40. Oh, but I've done it. On. I've I've done it in 25. I have my tractor exercise. On that day. It's 
good exercise. Please. Do you know? Yeah. Do, just like think of what you could actually accomplish in the time you're mowing your lawn. I just that's I just can't get over it. There's so many better <laughs> things I could be doing. Yeah. And if I wanted me time, would I really want to be mowing the lawn, or would I rather be doing something else? Well, sometimes you just don't have a choice, you know. Yeah. You gotta you gotta make the best of what you got. Fair. Yeah, yeah that's fair. We are we we all have young children right. here. That's <laughs> right. There's only so many moments that you can take advantage. <laughs> so many moments you can take to be advantage. Mowing the lawn, that's what it is. Yes. And I just wonder how many years it will be before we can take advantage of buying underwear a quick trip. That's all yeah. I need oh. to know. Oh, it's coming. I bet you it's so there's coming. probably a business plan out there. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> let's end this. We we got to end this now before who knows what comes up in conversation here. If you've made it this far. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in, listening. We appreciate the support. Check us out on social media. You'll find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We are just UpDuck. If you search that or UpDuck Co., uh, you will find us out there. If you really like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on whatever service you are listening in on. And then uh, tune in and we'll, uh, we'll have a new episode out for you here very soon.